This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Welcome to Backstage at Tillis Center. I'm Sherry Linker, Director of Communications. Today, joining us again is Dan Edwards, our programming manager. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me again. Walk us through what a day in the life of a programming manager (laughs) is like. Um, I'll try to, because no two days are ever the same. Um, But I think when we were talking about doing this show, you wanted to learn a little bit more about the booking process, right? Right, and I think for those people listening, that's probably an aspect that people don't really understand what's involved in that, right. how you come up with it, who do you call, and then the nuances along the way. Right. So when, when we're looking to book an artist, um, you know, we have our agency contacts that we go through, um, and it could be us as the venue thinking about an artist that we want to book, and then we'll reach out to them. Sometimes the agency will reach out to us if they have an artist on tour and they're going to be coming through New York and they want us to, want them to play Tilla Center. Um, so what we do, we put an offer together for the artist and um, that offer involves um, ticket scaling and pricing, um, all the expenses that go in running a performing arts center, plus the production, catering. No, I'm sorry. At that point, do you know what their fee is? Uh, at that point, yes, we would know their fee. So when we're, when talking to the agent, um, we'll ask what what their fee is. Um, sometimes it's a set price. Sometimes you know we kind of negotiate down a little bit. Uh, there's some deals where it's a flat fee, um, whatever that price is. Um, sometimes there's deals where the artist will get money on the back end um, based with, on ticket sales. Based on ticket sales. And and how not to digress, but how how do they how do you know how does an artist know which way they should position themselves as a flat fee versus uh, is it that that if it's a more well known artist and s- selling they want to get a percentage of yeah usually if sales? yeah if it's a well known artist um, they'll want the percentage of sales um, typically if it's uh, an artist that's kind of up and coming it'll be a flat fee. Um, if it's say like an orchestra or something like that, they usually do flat fees. So once we get the price from from the agent, then we look at the dates. Um, sometimes it's a date specific where they know which date they want to book. Other times it could be um, mutually agreeable, and we'll look at dates later down the line. Um, so then we just put those into our calendar and hold whichever dates that you know are going to be part of their tour. Um, and then we get to the to the offer form. Uh, so we'll know what the price is, what the deal is. Um, we create the ticket scaling and the pricing, you know, how in, how many tickets in each price range, um, go through all the expenses, um, and then that gets submitted to the agency. And um, from there, they'll confirm the date. And then once everything's confirmed, we pass everything along to your team, the marketing team, and we'll get the assets together to put on our website and uh, put the show up on sale on Ticketmaster. How do you know how many different ticket levels as part of the price? Because sometimes when we produce, uh, present shows, mm-hmm. it's one ticket price. Sometimes there's four ticket 
different various levels. Right. Um, one tool that I use in um, determining that is Polestar, which is an industry trade um, and also a database. Uh, they have a website um, where you can purchase a tour history for an artist. So you can see all the dates that they performed, the day, the venue, how many tickets they sold, what the capacity of that venue was. Um, so in looking at that tour history is how we determine what the ticket prices should be and um, our ticket scaling. Can anyone purchase Polestar, or you have to be you have to have a you particular have to have email an account address? and yes, yep. Okay. Yeah. And then is it a typically a complicated back and forth, or it varies by artist? It varies by artist. Um, some of the more well known artists have a little more back and forth with the agency. But I don't know. Sometimes you would think. They're more well-established, so it's kind of a well-oiled machine. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's like the, uh, you know, the agents, they want to wheel and deal and, you know, do the whole thing. <laughs> and how does, uh, for those listening, how do they find the agents? Is there a resource guide? Um, I mean, t- for me, um, you know, I've been in the industry for a few years now, so I've sort of built up my Rolodex and all my contacts. Um, but most of these the agencies have websites, and you know if you can get through past the reception desk, you can eventually you know find you know an agent for the, the artist that you're looking for. That's the power position, yeah, right? Yeah. The reception, <laughs> so a good stomping ground, yes. a starting point for people. Yeah. Um, what is the most challenging thing about your job? Um, I would say the most challenging is really the most fun part for me, which is putting in those offers and, you know, negotiating with the artist, with the, with the agencies, um, for the artist fees. Um, you know, sometimes there's things that come up with money, um, whether it's a, a production buyout or some of the expenses, you know, it can sometimes get a little heated, but, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I got in the industry. You know, I really love live performances and, um, you know, I just, Putting the offers together is one of the more enjoyable um, aspects of the, the job that I like. And how would you recommend someone starting off to get into a position that would kind of put them on this path to become a programming manager? Someday? Right. Um, internships. You know, if your school um, provides a program for internships, you know, do it at, a, at an agency um, or a music venue. Um, are those, those are pretty competitive, aren't they? They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of the agencies have um, program. Once you're um, an intern, you know they have programs to help you to become an assistant, and then you know from there on out. So, but yeah, they are they're like competitive. a formal training. Yeah, program. formal training program. Yeah. So you would recommend that, mm-hmm. and for those who can't get into that. Is it starting off as, I don't know, receptionists, if those still exist? or Yeah, receptionists or just, you know, being out there and networking and finding the right people. You know, LinkedIn, you know, is a great way to find people that work in the industry. Um, and just go out to shows, meet people, um, and just, you know, be if you curious. can't get it. Yeah, be curious, yeah. No, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, any last words about uh, the process that you can share? Um, No, I think I've ran through most of it. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you again. That's uh, I think I think it's really interesting just to kind of learn behind the scenes because a lot of people see what's on stage, but they don't really know what goes into getting that artist on stage. 
production not notwithstanding. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. All right, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Backstage at Tillis Center on the campus of LIU Post in Brookville, Long Island. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.